0: To the Earwig Review, episode twenty-seven. The last week uh, I forgot to record the video section, and I'm looking at it now, and it looks like it's recording. Um, and. Uh, I'm also on a new camera that I traded some old camera stuff for. And it's the best, worst camera I could find. Meaning, it's you get to a certain level with this camera stuff where everything is customizable. um, And I wanted the least amount of things I could play with that would just give me uh, a picture that you would see and and wouldn't think uh, it would look just normal kind of similar to whatever else is out there and the old picture was fine but um, as the as I've been working so much on making these other YouTube videos each week um I needed something that was uh a little better for that for those tasks, meaning um, the camera I was using on those before it was so wide it was a go i was literally using a GoPro for everything, and the fish eyeing like the warping around the edges was um becoming distracting, and so I found a more simple tool um And now I can use it here too, because before I was recording these videos on my cell phone camera attached to the computer, blah, 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 blah. No one really cares, um, I don't think, about all of that. But the point being, that's my head's been far down the rabbit hole in the uh, the tech world, in the uh, gadgets and gizmos, and that's a fun game to play. But obviously um, a great um, way to procrastinate um, or to distract yourself from doing, um, you know, the uh, I don't want to what I was going to say was the real the real work. But I think that's kind of, you know, uh, that's a big statement and kind of just cliche and whatever. The real work being writing new stuff, um, you know, when you're trying to write or trying to do whatever that way, and you end up going down the rabbit hole of tools and you're playing with gizmos and gadgets and not really sitting down and actually using them. You're just like, Oh, what does this button do? Oh, if only I had the better one, I could do this feature that really makes no difference as to the end quality of the product. So a lot of traps there for, for people. Um, and even in something as simple as writing, sometimes you're like, wow, if only I had like this new app that, you know, highlights things in a weird way, it'll make my workflow so much easier. And you actually start to believe it. And then you get the app and maybe it's kind of cool, but is it really helping you write better? Is it really helping you learn to tell a better story? Absolutely not. Um, but maybe it's more convenient for you, um, at the moment. But anyway, um, I'm very happy with where the, I have all the, the gadgets I need at the moment, all of my problems are solved and now I can really get back into, uh, into all that stuff. Um, the making the videos is Really concentrating um, my ability um, to apply m- what uh, I know about story structure, or I guess what I think I know about story structure. When you're, I'm trying to put my finger on the difference of like writing something that's like a longer story or a screenplay or something more kind of you know, traditional narrative that's like 10,000 words or above. Um, The longer, longer format storytelling in whatever way. And I know 10,000 words is really small to uh, some people, but I feel like that's kind of the first threshold of like, you know, considering things longer. Something that'll take someone a few hours to read, you know? Um, And... the the story structure of it all sometimes it's like the amount of time you take working on one of those projects it's like a long time sometimes years sometimes a year sometimes months um, but to can so so the overarching story you work on slowly uh, which is good obviously but when you're doing these When I'm doing these YouTube videos, that's like the whole finished thing happens very fast. You're still telling, using that those same structure tools, but you're forced to complete the story from beginning to end um, a lot faster. So it's a different kind of exercise, and it's been very useful. Uh, I feel like it's um, it's very fun, and I'm getting a lot out of it. Um f- so so that's all good. That's it's just awesome. I'm just saying it's a good format. Um the the animation I'm working on next I think will be a good hybrid between the two. Similar to the last one to Blue Nile which is on um I'll link here should be like pretty easy to click if you haven't watched it. Um, I'd really encourage you to take a look at the Blue Nile animation. Um, I had, uh, I thought it turned out really well as far as kind of things I'm trying to do. Um, And and that was great. So let me get into the posts here. Uh, First one called Dandruff Shampoo. There was a type of dandruff shampoo that my wife wanted me to get, but they didn't have it at the store we looked at. There's always dandruff from my beard that goes on my shirt. It makes me feel like a loser or something. It is like when you first start going bald. It takes some work to get used to. It takes some work to get used to it, or if you feel Like your beard has grown too long and people will think less of you because of it. Or if your clothes are dirty or old or don't fit well. Or if you peed your pants or you have a booger in your nose or something. Sometimes it is hard not to care how you look. I think it is good to try to care as little as possible. But I know sometimes it's hard not to. Really uh, interesting like talking about uh, doing the opening bit on today's podcast about cameras and um, you know focusing on that kind of dimension of things, and then watching. Obviously, I have to deal with the the way I look more. It's like just becomes on my mind, um, literally even seeing a piece of dandruff on my beard, uh, when I was recording the beginning and I'm like trying to scratch it off. Um, and it's like the real question is like, do you, you can't not care. Like you just, you care to an extent. Um, but it's really easy to get super carried away with it. And to your, and for your self-esteem to plummet, if you feel like you don't, look the part if you feel like you don't present well um and it just I don't know it's it's I don't know if people ever truly you can truly um I'm always trying to find that balance of like less maintenance um as little maintenance as possible so that I think about these things as as little as possible um but sometimes you get it wrong, and you think about it a lot, and you're like, I don't feel comfortable with, you know, the way whatever looks. I didn't shave my neckline. Um, I miss. I lost all of this hair off the top of my head. I have all this dandruff, all dry skin, all this fucking bullshit. Or just like, you know, when you're young, you just, uh, whatever. You just look how you look. And I guess you can obsess then too about clothes and whatever, but it seems like though I'm getting like a slightly older that like it's all this fucking shit. Um and I'm like, I need a cream. What and you know, <laughs> I gotta I got this dry skin on my nose. I gotta get this fucking cream for it. Oh, my lips are all fucked up in the winter, they get all dry, and then um it's upkeeping physical appearance is something I wish we didn't have to deal with, but we do. And the point at which that starts to affect your self esteem and how you feel um, is uh, it's a lot to it can be a lot to manage, uh, unfortunately. And we have the we have the time and the comfort for that to be an issue too, right? You know that when you're so busy, um, or if you have real bigger, it's so often you can have problems that make it so that these things are not in your mind but when things are kind of when you become a bit comfortable uh, in any way these are the kind of problems you start having and that's i think um one of such like the one of the clear kind of themes of um the last few years as far as the social media of all of it Right, and, and kind of the pressure and kind of the magnifying glass we seem to look at that at because we are all on camera all the time. Um, not all not all of us all the time, obviously it's a huge exaggeration, but that door is really opened a lot. And here's where what I think is kind of what's interesting about it, in a way, is that um, when you're on a movie set, when you're making any kind of movie, one thing that you have to deal with is, um, waiting for actors to go through hair and makeup so that they look camera ready because you really can't just walk up and, um, and just go in front of the camera and have that dealt with. And there's a lot of people that work on, on the actors, um, what they're wearing and their, their hair and their face. And they have to make it even to look normal on camera. You have to like get in there and work for like a minimum of like 15 minutes. That's like to look like nothing. And they're scratching off little pieces of skin and putting a bit of makeup so it doesn't reflect all this kind of bullshit. Even for like the most non kind of glamorous, whatever, like low budget thing. Um, So it's not entirely frivolous like there's some there's something about it um but i just hate it's so sad to me for for it to um when in the times where it starts to become uh to control your life and to make you feel actually bad i wish there was a way around it but i guess it's a matter of putting in just enough effort to make it so it's not an issue but i think often what i've tried to do is like find workarounds And ignore it so that uh, it, it, you know, so you don't have to think about how you look. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It's hard not to care how you look. I think it's good to try to care as little as possible, but I know sometimes it's hard not to. And um, that's really it. This is totally a fucking this is has this post and this little bit I've gone on has to be truly one of the it's terrible. I I, I really didn't um it's so dumb. But but I guess it's true. It's just part of it. It's part of part of what the fuck is going on. But I feel a sense of sh- of shame talking about this kind of thing you you know you know what I mean um so maybe a good thing to uh to I guess explore about with it all and like I'm going down the YouTube hole right like I'm putting myself on YouTube all the time and now and I have to think about how I look you can't just pretend that it's not a fucking thing um even though I don't want to deal with it um, there's nothing intelligent to say about that side of things. There's just like a, it's it's a total shame spiral. But if you've ever watched the Gary Shandling show, I think that that's kind of, uh, he does a really good job of addressing it on that show. He's a late night talk show host and he's so concerned with how he looks all the time because it's like his job. Um... But he also is, like, just this, like, relatively unhandsome, like, I don't know, mid-40s guy. And no one cares how he looks. He just needs to look, like, normal. But he's so concerned. And uh, and that's what you put yourself through when, when you um, want... When you're on camera. When you put yourself on camera, you fucking... You're asking for it. Um... So whatever, it's really not the, the only fact of that post was that I fucking have dandruff right now. And, and we're trying to find a shampoo that fucking <laughs> get rid of it. Um, okay, next up, we have the doorknob of lightning. The doorknob of lightning has become entirely useless. It is a shame and many people are disappointed. Personally... I could care less about it. I don't even know what it is. I'd rather sit around eating pistachios or stand on the curb looking at a fried fish sandwich poster in the window of a fast food restaurant. I suppose that is all there is to say. I don't have any news about acorns or twine if that's what you were expecting. One time when I was in grocery store with my sister she poked her finger into a thing of ground beef because she thought it looked like a brain but I'll never forget that moment it was the pinnacle of it all it was the doorknob of lightning um at a glance at a first read this post reads like complete bullshit to me um it's I don't I don't know what um It's, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think this week, the writing of these posts has been um, tough in a way that I wasn't, I don't, I knew I wasn't finding anything um, in them. And I've been doing this thing where I've been journaling like a lot more, meaning writing in my notebook just by hand. Um... Before I had a habit of just doing maybe 20 minutes per day. And now I'm doing like, uh, I think it, I set a timer for about an hour and kind of chip away at that throughout the day. And um, and it's kind of taking a, away from these entries a bit. I think it's like stealing a bit of that, that energy away. But um, I think it just means I have to kind of get better at um, um, finding and just keep keeping it up, or the original point of these posts that I often lose sight of is to write them and to and to post them and not to judge what they are. And I think today what I'm doing. A lot of I'm in this state of self criticism and and judgment, um, and uh, it's not the it's not what I want to be doing, but um, it's good. It's good. <laughs> doorknob of light. I'm gonna read it again. The doorknob of lighting has become entirely useless. It is a shame. And many people are disappointed. Personally, I could care less about it. So, what I think, what what, what I'm saying in these um, in these lines is like, I have a bunch of bullshit on my mind, a bunch of useless bullshit. I don't have anything actually good to say, and it's very sad. And people are disappointed, right? And then I'm like, but I don't, but I don't care. I'm trying to like play it cool. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I'd rather sit around eating pistachios. Just like give me a snack. I actually it's starting to come back to me. I was like kind of hungry and sitting there, and it was getting late, and I was like, I I just want to eat a snack and go to bed, but I want to need to write my my post here. Uh, or stand on the curb looking at a fried fish sandwich poster in the window of a fast food food restaurant. There's this. They put up this giant poster of this fish sandwich at the friggin' local Popeyes that I'm like, I want to eat that, but I should not eat that, um, uh, so I think it's just literally, (laughs) um, the point of this, this post, I sit down and I'm like, I have nothing to say, but I'm kind of (laughs) hungry, I suppose that's all there, there is to say, I don't have any news about acorns or twine, if that's what you were expecting, acorns or twine, uh, not really sure, where that's coming from. Um, maybe just like walking outside and literally thinking of walking to get that sandwich, Where what it would take. And there's maybe some acorns along the way. Twine, I don't know. I don't really see it. One time when I was in the grocery store with my sister, she poked her finger into a thing of ground beef. So back on this food train because she thought it looked like a brain. I'll never forget that moment. It was the pinnacle of it all. It was the doorknob lighting. So going back to this kind of fake sentiment, trying to build this fake sentiment out of a bunch of abstract nonsense. Um, I think if ever um, a post that would be a clear criticism as to my, the process here as to like, Hey, you're producing shitty work. Um, this would probably be it, um, and uh, and that's okay. Um, it's really like, hey, you're reading something from a guy who's hungry and is just sitting there writing. <laughs> but there's a there's a place for that, and the practice of writing that and putting it out and not getting freaked out and deleting it and thinking it's shit is so much of what the benefit of what I've um, of what this has all been. So I'm I'm literally telling you two things at once right now. One, this is a terrible piece of writing, and two, the fact that it's a terrible piece of writing is what makes it worth the while. Because a lot, you spend a lot of years. You, I spent a lot of years wanting to be good, wanting to make work that what that didn't suck and not having enough fun um, and not, you know, doing it for the reasons why I wanted to, I wanted to have more fun and just, you know, grow and not be scared of that thing that I was trying to be, that I was being scared of. Um, which was, what if I'm not good? What if I suck? What if I fail? What if I... You know went down this path of uh writing and leaving any real good job opportunity to write and then i fucking um ended up with nothing that's that's probably the the ultimate fear is that i fucking blew it um and so i suppose the the catharsis is like look okay i blew it um or maybe it's like trying to trying to look at that idea in a really realistic way of like okay so you blew it what do you do now um how what what are you really doing this for to succeed or because you really enjoy it and uh the logic sides of the ladder uh and here we are i'm enjoying it and Doing better at at the same time. I think that um, both of those things can be true. I I forgot this week what it means when you say something is mutually exclusive. If it means that um, they they are both true regardless of one another, I'm like too scared to admit it uh, in the moment when I was, I can't remember who I was talking to. Okay. Mutually exclusive being related such that each excludes or precludes the other also incompatible. Yeah. So they have nothing to do with one another being related such that each excludes or precludes. I don't know what that fucking, their outlooks were not mutually exclusive. In logic and probability theory, two events or propositions are mutually exclusive or disjoint if they cannot both occur at the same time. There's so much double negative ink around this. In logic and probability theory, two events or propositions are mutually exclusive or disjoint if they cannot both occur at the same time. A clear example is set of outcomes of a single coin toss which can result in either heads or tails, but not both. Um, Great. Mutually exclusive. What a concept. I feel like the more, the closer you look at something like this, it just starts bending your brain more and more. But... The two have, the two exist without one another. They're mutually exclusive because people will often say they're not, those things are not mutually exclusive. And there's a subtle difference between that and they're mutually exclusive. So the, the kind of double negative of it, I was like, wait a second, which, I lost track of which one was which, but when they're mutually exclusive now, please, um, Correct me if I'm wrong here. If they're mutually exclusive, that means that they exist without one another. It's fine. But if they're not mutually exclusive, then they um, have something to do with one another. They rely on one another, or both things can't be true. It's stressful. It's stressful. These are the big questions, aren't they? The doorknob of lightning. And it took us down a good path, didn't it? At the end of the day. But it's all fake fucking bullshit Im- dream imagery. And I don't think it's anywhere. I'm still reading this uh, book by Freud. Um, and really, he's always just making the argument. like, Look, what you think is bullshit, uh, there's, you can tie it back to something. It always kind of comes back to your neuroses if you look at it closely enough. And I think that's one thing that... Um, I'm doing all this editing for, um, for my videos and like, I'm looking at these really mundane, small moments and it's like, often at a glance, it's like there's nothing here. That's, that's interesting. But if you look, the, the more you get to know it, the, f- these like moments and the, and you look at them more closely, sometimes you find clues and you can, and it kind of unravels and it kind of breaks um, uh, it reveals itself as more interesting if you look at it with the right specification or the right detail. And I feel like that's a lot of what he's always fighting for. Is like, look, if these things are these abstract kind of dumb ideas, like there's on the surface, you just kind of screen it out of your mind. Of like, this is not useful information. I'm going to ignore it. But if you dig through it and keep um and look at it more and more closely you you'll find something that's interesting about it or some kind of pattern uh whether or not that's bullshit or not i think um it's kind of part of the fun there's a way of using these almost as prompts in order to find something kind of um find something meaningful or interesting as long as you're not too frightened or offended by how chaotic and random it can be. Um, and that very thing, that very process feels really um, true to, I think, my life experience. is just like how to kind of sift through the randomness and the chaos of it all in order to find something that makes sense and to get some kind of clue. I really always enjoy playing that game. Going towards the McDonald's. I was walking towards the McDonald's today and caught myself thinking that I would fail as a writer, etc. But I caught the thought and I adjusted it. It takes effort to stay hopeful about whatever it is you've decided to be hopeful about. It's easier to think that you will be defeated. Figure out what perspective is required to keep you going ahead towards whatever the fuck you are aiming at. Do not believe in yourself blindly. Do not defeat yourself blindly. Go towards the McDonald's. Get the coffee. A medium cup is only one dollar. <laughs> From now until sometime in March get it now while supplies last now that I like this one yes the one before uh, is calling I was calling bullshit on that post uh the one bef- the dandruff one is like I I feel like I was it really it was making me so fucking self-conscious to talk about that I was like uncomfortable in this recording I was like I fucking don't want to talk about like physical appearance and Vanity and all that shit. I feel like such a dumbass. Um, and then, uh, but this one, this works. I think it's funny because it's, uh, a, an ad for a McDonald's promotion. Um, in the kind of most stupidest way uh, ever. <laughs> um, Maybe that could be a great title for this episode. An ad for McDonald's promotion in the most stupidest way ever. That's uh, that's uh, an irresistible title. Um, how could you not? How could you not click that? Come on. I was walking towards the McDonald's. Family. So again, this that fucking weird magic thing where I my train of thought follows you know in weird kind of meta loops or whatever but um yeah what if maybe i'm maybe i would fail as a writer um and just that thing of like you can follow that train of thought and be like yeah i should i should probably just call it um i think it's that ship has sailed and and it's over or you switch your perspective and you figure out something to keep it going that isn't fooling yourself. That isn't, you're not wishing upon a star. It's like being like realistic about what this all is really and what it means to you and why you feel the need to do it and why, uh, you want to continue doing it. That's very important. And, um, I guess I just feel like that was a really concise way of talking about that. I feel like this is stuff that has taken me my whole life to actually understand. Um it may seem simple, but um to really come to these this conclusion and look at something like this, I'm like, no, yeah, this this took me uh, you know, 10, 15 years to like really kind of understand. Go towards the McDonald's, get the coffee. Uh <laughs> only a dollar figure out what perspective is required to keep you going ahead towards whatever the fuck you're aiming at do not believe in yourself blindly do not defeat yourself blindly the two are not mutually exclusive or are they um I'm happy with it. Let's move forward. Can I change that? Nice. Okay. This is called the knives on the the knives in the block. And now it is time to write out some thoughts. Sometimes there is a hollowness, an empty honeycomb above me, and other times There is a lot of untethered emotional honeycomb. It is possible that one is better than the other, but I don't care. I like to sit and write out my thoughts, even if I have none, even if I am brain dead, or standing under a tree and snow has fallen on my head or something like that. At the best of times, sitting and writing causes distraction. All of the knives in the block are facing outward, and you've decided that you want to walk into it. You were going to stand there and pretend that you were fine. Well, I suppose that's an exaggeration. It's not always like that. Sometimes it's okay, and I'm sitting here pleasantly. Like right now, it is good. I used to think that was not how to write good. But now I don't care. Writing good is dumb. And voila, there we have it. Another almost verbatim idea of something I was talking about in the intro that um, is written out in a later day post, the church of later day posts. Um, that is what this is all uh, leading towards. Um, you sit down to write, and you know that you're just kind of offline. There's You don't have anything left to say. You don't even particularly want to write, you don't, um, it just kind of, it's whatever. Do you write anyway, or do you go fuck off and do something else and not write? Um, I feel like I've put, uh, effort into both of those directions, um, in, in a lot of different, different, um, ways. And the thing to do is to sit and write anyway. It's always going to be the case it's a it's just a better life to live you'll you'll um you'll enjoy life more if you put in that discipline and make that habit um then if you just wait around for your you to become needed as an outlet or need it to i don't know be all fucking on its high horse about um something or other. I don't really know, but, um, but you still, you have to do it. Um, even if you don't want to, it's really that simple making these habits and having this discipline, I feel like is really the most helpful thing. Do I have anything else to say about this post? Not really. That I feel like I have um, trouble lately, like writing metaphor. It feels like so. I feel like I'm at odds with with metaphor in general. Whereas before, maybe even like a, not too many, not too long ago. There's probably um, an episode of doing this exact same thing where I'm sitting in this chair maybe two months ago only doing the metaphor thing and having the time of my life messing with all that. And now I'm like looking at like this phrase, like an empty honeycomb above me. And I'm just like, I feel very, uh, it feels very kind of stupid or I feel like kind of odd about it. So it's weird to be like, Sometimes more comfortable with that kind of style and then other times it just changes and you don't like it anymore Um So I don't know I guess right now I'm looking for things that feel more um It doesn't feel interesting to me To have to have that but I know that I'll f- I've always flip-flop And I don't really know what's behind it Um I like to sit and write up my thoughts even if I have none. Even if I'm brain dead or standing under a tree and snow has fallen on my head or something like that. At the best of times sitting and writing causes distraction. That's what I wanted to I also wanted to bring up that like in in kind of the same theme as what I was talking about before was like if you when you're having too much fun when you're working on stuff Um, it makes it feel like you're not working and then you feel like you're just kind of, you know, goofing off and, and not doing any good work because, because you think work should be hard and, and work should, you know, be, um, cause you discomfort. And that's the point when you sit and write long periods of long prose, it always feels like that. It's very painful and it's and it's really, really hard. But a lot of the time when you're editing video, it can be really fun and stimulating. So I tend to think, um, well, that's not real work then. You're just playing fucking video games. Um, especially, um, so you should do the hard thing. But I, I guess I'm just at odds with it right now because I'm like, when i make a video i could just like it's a lot of fun and and i feel like i'm it's not lesser than i do feel like it's lesser than that's the thing it is it feels like that nothing feels as important as writing an entire novel but getting a not finishing a novel and getting it out there and having people actually read prose right now is so fucking difficult and just so um it's uh i don't it's tough it's just really tough to find an audience that way i really really struggle with that um i know it can be done but i just don't when i'm I'm honest with myself about the the level of success, I guess, in that direction, it just feels kind of like, feels kind of wrong. I'm like, I just don't see it. But if I think about applying all that energy into videos and, and trying to tell stories that way, it just suddenly makes more sense. Um, and I can see how, um, I can see myself having more success that way. Um and it's very fun so there's that's one path have fun and see success or work harder or i guess do something that's more difficult and i'm not sure if it's more rewarding but do something more difficult but but feels like it has more integrity and it's i guess you're romanticizing it more and know that the 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 level of failure is a lot higher um the the ability to succeed is is feels like a roll of the dice more than going down path one so i've been i feel like going down the the easy fun path not easy but the clear fun path i'm so hesitant to do that i have so much i I have like all the stuff in my head saying like, no, 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 you you got to go down the difficult one. It's like, I don't know if that's been served. If that's been the best idea for me, I've tr- I really have tried, and it's just like, maybe I should try the fun one. Uh, so that's kind of, that's one of the crossroads I guess I'm I'm at right now. And the truth is I'm trying to do both, um, and that's why something like that animation that that I made felt like a great combination of the two it was like look it's like that was like a 10,000 word story uh 15,000 maybe i don't fucking know who cares roughly 10,000 word story adapted into this video the writing is on the screen there's enough movement and and kind of you know minimal animation that um it serves as it's a using the video to tell that story so it's total combination of the two and it was very very satisfying so i want to keep doing that it's a combination of the two and that's a result of being at this crossroads so i guess the answer is the um the two must cannot don't make them mutually exclusive right uh that's i think that's my answer is is that so don't have them be mutually exclusive combine them and that seems to that's really great <laughs> i guess that's what i'm trying to say anyway the knives in the block that's what that's about um okay i got one called figment I never bothered looking up the word figment, until now. It is something that someone believes to be real, but only exists in their imagination. I think before I thought that it meant a small piece, like a morsel or something like that. Often I sit here figmenting, but sometimes I figment too much and I feel like getting a dose of reality. So I go and stick my head in the snow or do some push-ups. I don't have much else I really feel like going on about, but I will note that I had a calm and focused day. I did all right. It was an average day, and at the end of my life, I would probably look back and say that it was the best day of my life. But until then, I will consider it ordinary, and I will look forward to continuing my work tomorrow. That's pretty good. when my wife read this, and she's, we were out on our walk, and she's like, the word you were looking for was fragment. <laughs> um, I th- what's the line? I think before I thought it meant a small piece, like a morsel or something, right? Fragment and figment. I, I was um, those words I had kind of combined in my head. So, um, But isn't it interesting that the word figment um, is when when we say the phrase, it's a figment of your imagination. When you look up the word figment, it actually means that it means that whole thing. So the phrase is redundant. It just sounds really wrong. Let me look it up again. Figment, uh, figment definition. Yeah. A, A thing that someone believes to be real, but that exists only in their imagination that's that's figment so when you say a figment of their imagination it's like it's a kind of a double negative right That's redundant but if you were to like someone's like telling you uh oh like i saw a ghost um you know walk by my room uh you'd be like oh that's just a figment it just doesn't sound right you gotta say that's a figment of your imagination. Because figments, it's just not, it's too loaded. It just seems kind of wrong, I guess. I don't know. I think that's why people say it, but maybe I'm missing something. I often am. My buddy in chess, he was like, he like makes this move. And then he writes in the in the chess message. He's like, I think I fucked up. And then I'm looking at the move and I'm like, um, it looks like a good move to me. And I'm like, second guessing it for hours, like literally like going back to it so many times because he said that because I'm probably missing what he's saying. Uh, in chess, I prove that I often, I prove to myself multiple times every single day that I don't see the whole picture, that I mi- I make mistakes. I make really blatantly obvious mistakes um, and that I, m- I miss clear logic all the time. It's like, you know, my brain is like not, (laughs) there's, it's, that's not its specialty. I make, I make really dumb mistakes. Um, So it's good. That's one of the, you got to play chess. You got to watch, watch how that happens. It's so clear. Like, oh, I missed that. You can never, and even when you're so careful and you put all the time in the world into a move and you feel like I'm so confident about it, still, you'll, you just won't see it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's humbling. It's always humbling to play that game. Really. That's, and I think that's why I love it so much. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be part of it. It just feels like the only like real true justice is in chess in, in the world, right? It's just, there's no fucking, um, everything is your, your fault in chess like you, you didn't see it and it's the only time that you can't make an excuse about it it's like it's proof that um it's just such a clear path to, to seeing that side of yourself chess is the greatest game of all time easily um i also really like the original mario on game boy but chess is Chess is really good. Chess is the one. Go on, so something to do this reality. I don't have much. going on. Right. So it's, it's more of this like. Look. Is it okay? Is it okay if I enjoy my life? I'm still working all the time. Like my fucking jaw is so sore because I'm like doing so much. Putting so much effort into doing these things, um, but the change I'm trying to trying to make in these in the past while is how to make sure I'm doing things that I truly love doing and not doing things because they're difficult. That's like a kind of a I guess maybe that's like the workaholic high that I think I was after for a long time, um, and. Uh, well, I guess what I'm trying to adjust to as much as possible is like how to spend the most time doing the things that um, that are the most fun for me that I are not the most fun for everyone. That's what you start to realize. Like, wait a second. The th- you think this is fun. You should keep doing it because there's many, many other people out there who don't think this kind of thing is fun at all um, and they don't want to do it. So, you know with that thing but i might be missing the point like everything like anything else lastly i have a post called rat poison there are mice in our cupboards and now that we know they're there they will have to die we put some poison out for them i surrounded it in a fortress of canned beans they nibbled into our matzah box and ate off the lo- the label of a jar of peanut butter. Our cat is young enough that he's never seen a mouse. Wait until he figures them out. All of the hours playing with springs and feather toys, all of his training put to the test. We, we all have to grow up someday. I feel like m- making a grand statement, something like, eventually we either eat the rat poison or kill the mouse. But that's totally meaningless and banal. I suppose the scheme has gone awry. Um, we have mice. They're eating our stuff. I cleaned out the, a lot of the, the shelves and under the sink. They're eating the poison. And, uh, and they'll die. And if they don't, we get better poison. Um, but I suppose it's at this cusp where my cat, he doesn't know that they're there. Um, and I don't know if he's actually ever seen a real mouse before. He's like on a, we have a bunch of toys that he's played with that are shaped like mice. (laughs) He's never truly seen one. And when he does, it's going to change him forever. I think, I mean, I don't know. Um, but imagine that it's just like. You know, he's been playing video games his whole life and then we're like, hey, here's a gun, go kill that guy. Um and uh I don't know. Um he hasn't found it, maybe he won't, but he should solve that problem. You think you get, you have two cats in the house, why is uh why you got mice? What's up with that? But so it goes. And uh and I guess more of this this the poems of this week were really um I think i'm like i'm self-conscious about um about the about not feeling tortured you know uh not feeling like really um like strong i don't have strong emotions i'm like stable and things are good and i have good outlets and i'm like feeling the need to like write about something fucked up um for my life or something and uh and i don't you know you don't have to but i'm trying to trying to mature uh, good luck with that so that's this the show this week and maybe for the first time I've kept it under an hour um, which I've really been trying to do and sometimes it's it's harder to than not which is good um, thank you for listening and uh, I hope there was some, something there to, um, to connect with. And um, we'll see you guys back here next week on the next episode of the Earwig Review.